Hello and welcome back to Fix the Money, your podcast about fixing the money, about Bitcoin, geopolitics, everything international. I'm sitting in the sweltering Vienna studio, hottest day of the year, with Nico Yilch. Uh, Nico, just caught your latest interview on the YouTubes. Uh, you did a great job there on the Breed Love Show. Well, first of all, hi, Yale. It's good to see you again. Um, I think it was the last time, actually. So we did this interview in Prague, and it's also the last time that I saw you in person. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. We've been uh, a bit busy. We have did at least one podcast on uh, MICA, European regulations, True, uh, exactly. crypto v. Bitcoin world. Um, you have any actually thoughts on, on that? That was uh, all about sort of American companies who'd like to come to Europe. Do you have any other thoughts on that? Because... Uh, yeah. I, I did. I actually did another another interview on that topic today with um, the um, with another guy from the same law firm. Actually, the the like Brian's boss, right, uh, for the German channel. Um, I have a lot of thoughts. Uh, it, it so th- today it's 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 almost seems like we're we're talking about when we talk about regulation, we talk about the big finance people and the big money people. You know, getting the regulation that they need to get into into crypto and basically thinking. That they can take it over. And I talk about crypto because they think about crypto. They do not think about um, Bitcoin. Uh, but I think um, they'll realize that whatever they think is happening in crypto, in the end, is going to happen in Bitcoin. And and basically, this this old meme that um, the other chains are basically test nets, it will come true. Hmm. But uh, back to the, to the to the interview with with Robert, um, I had a great time. I mean, we I I, I thought. You know, I know that he's, he's been doing a, cu- a couple of interviews in, in Prague and um, I was glad to get a chance to talk about the whole geopolitics of money thing that I have researched a lot over the last 10 years. And it's something that, yes, many people are interested in, but it's easier to talk to. Um, it's easier to talk about when you talk uh, with, with somebody from the US because they have uh, more understanding um, about you know geopolitics, geopolitical questions, and you know Europeans, they don't really see things that way. Or even if they do, they don't talk about it. So it's, I mean, I I've probably explained that you know there are Europeans who see see it that way, but they don't really talk about it. That's interesting, though. You would say that uh, Americans have a better perspective on it because at least my own bias and understanding is everything is just filtered through the U.S. POV. Right. Yeah. Everything, yeah, but the, is, everything is the Federal Reserve. Everything is, you know, what the president does uh, when they think about Ukraine or what's happening. I mean, you're talking about people using Bitcoin on the ground, getting their money out. You know, for an American, it's mostly like, well, how much of my money is going over there? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, you know, but but it's easier for Americans to talk about their own self-interest. And that's true for individual persons and the nations um, and Europeans and especially German speaking Europeans, uh, we, we, we are not allowed to talk about, you know, especially our, our, our geopolitical <laughs> ambitions, if we have any. Uh, you did for- have a very good point, by the way, uh, in the, the interview with Robert, and we'll link to that in the show notes, obviously, on the What is Money show about um, the Americans very scared about what happens when you uh, mix with German industrialization and, and Russian oil and energy. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that, that. that. That's why, you know, that's why America is very strong um, when it comes to co- cooperating with Eastern Europe, especially Poland. You know, as long as you keep um, Russia and Germany apart, that's that's a mainstay of American foreign politics. And it's successful. I mean, it has been, this is 
What we see right now is the success of American foreign politics um, in that regard. Um, and in, 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 in a way, you know, Putin's attack on Ukraine was basically uh, admitting defeat in that, on, in that regard, I guess. Um, and then, and then the, the, the pipeline, you know, um, here in Europe, we're not allowed to speculate who blew it up. So I always joke that it, it you know, it, 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 uh, it was a suicide. The pipeline just didn't want to live anymore. It just blew itself up. That pipeline did not kill itself. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, and, and now we have this whole, this whole other situation that we actually didn't, didn't talk about so much with, um, with Robert, which is the rest of the world, the BRICS countries, you know, Brazil, Russia, India, um, China and, and South Africa. Um, we have some rumors about, you know, um, them wanting to start a gold currency, but I'm actually pretty active on Twitter, you know, poo-pooing those rumors because, I, I'm a contrarian, so I have a hard time going with, with, with the mainstream flow. And now the mainstream flow is like, yeah, the Russians and the Chinese are going to topple the dollar. And of course, it's not that easy. It's, that's not, and I don't think that's what's going to happen anyway. So let's go back to the basics here. We're talking about Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. There have been a lot of overtures in the past couple of months of these countries getting together, having some kind of um, either financial or monetary arrangement that would help them compete. And we've heard a lot about BRICS and, and how things were going. There was a lot more momentum, I think, before COVID. I think COVID probably cut down a lot of that. Uh, but yeah, those are some of the rumors that we're hearing from some of the uh, top tier financial news websites. That's a joke. Uh, but you're seeing a lot of rumors about you know what this uh, potential common currency will be. And we've heard a lot of common currency rumors lately uh, we've heard a lot coming out of Latin America as well. Argentina apparently wants to join one. Uh, there's you know, a lot of these rumors also with China and Russia coming together, which for the American mind, speaking about the geopolitical thing, is another uh, sort of danger coming down the pipe. But let's talk about the, the BRICS apparent currency or arrangement. You know, what is actually happening? What is, what is confirmed when it comes to this and whether there is a currency, whether it'll be backed by gold and, you know, what's kind of fake news. So what is true is that the Chinese, especially they, and that this is not mine. This is, I heard this on a podcast the other day and um, I apologize again that I forgot the, the, the guy's name. He was actually uh, from Bitcoin Policy Institute. Maybe you can help me. Um, he was there with Natalie Smolensky, but I forgot his name. And he said, and he said that basically what the Chinese are doing is first they block, then they then they build and then they expand um, in anything that they do. And it's true that they have been doing this in the in the financial realm and the, in the financial plumbing of the world. It's true that they have set up um, their own institutions, their own um, exchanges when it comes to oil, when it comes to to gold. They have set up their own um, bilateral agreements with many countries in the world. Uh, they're they're using their currency as part of of the, 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 the Belt and Road Initiative or what we call the, the Seidenstrasse, Silk Road, right? Um, and then there is the BRICS, the, the BRICS, the BRICS dimension. And yes, it's true that they've set up um, institutions that could rival the, let's call it the Bretton Woods institutions that are dominated by the US. So they have set up the New Development Bank, which is uh, in Shanghai. And it's now headed by uh, Rousseff, who is the, 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 the former... Uh, Brazilian uh, president, and then they have um, some sort of reserve fund that is um, basically their version of the IMF. 
Um, so yes, they are working on the plumbing and they wouldn't be working on the plumbing if they didn't want to use it. But the problem with these things, as with many things in the monetary you know, debate, is that there's too many people on Twitter that do um, a, a quick a quick Google search and then they they, they, they just blurt it out as breaking news. You know, breaking. It's, ha it's happening. It's happening. And I mean, I shouldn't be I shouldn't be um, you know mean to the people because they just I I acted the same way and I, I would act the same way if I, if I saw this for the first time. But when it comes to the idea of a common currency, Europe is a continent and had institutions already set up when they started talking about the euro and it still took them five decades to build the euro uh, the BRICS are um, basically a club of countries on three different continents that um, part of them that, that, that do not have um, foreign policy objectives that are very aligned some are even opposed to each other uh, the idea that they would introduce a currency like the euro uh, at one meeting is 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 basically insane. Um, I think that when you look closely, you see that the only ones pushing for a BRICS um, currency are basically the Russians, um, as part of their of their um, effort to undermine um, the Western system. Uh, it's it's Putin who is talking about um, a BRICS currency, and it's it's only the Russians who who are talking about using gold um, as a direct. Um, player in that system, but the, what the Chinese are doing is they're opening the Shang they, they're running the Shanghai Gold Exchange. They want you know oil countries to 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 buy uh, or to sell them oil for 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 yuan for renminbi, and then they tell them yeah yeah but you can go and this is true. I mean this has happened when 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 Xi Jinping was in uh, the Gulf like was in Saudi Arabia not long ago, and then they tell me yeah you can go and exchange that that those renminbis those those yuans. For gold, so so it's not backed. It's not backed, but but there is there is a window that you can use if you don't want to hold our paper because I think it, there there will be a very very long time before you know countries would want to hold Chinese paper as a reserve. One of the main reasons why countries are still holding U.S. paper as a reserve is because the, the U.S. is a liberal democracy and has some sort of rule of law that China doesn't have. China is literally a communist dictatorship. So um, communists do not like property rights, but property rights are the most basic you know, ingredient when it comes to a reserve uh, asset. Um, if, if, I can, if I cannot be, okay, let's say, I have to say that, okay, the West has you know, censored um, Russian reserves, so that's not very you know, positive on the property rights front. <laughs> But but that's the idea, right? Yeah, and I'm I'm very skeptical overall of of the idea of this right now because if we even go back to the acronym, um, you know, as you mentioned, there are really only, I guess, two and a half democracies that are within this. You have Brazil, you have India. Uh, the the half I count is South Africa because it's been run by one party for forty years, and yeah, they don't seem to be doing too much for their people. But you have these other countries like Russia and China. And if we're talking about any kind of monetary union, um, that is, much in the case of Europe, it means that you give up sovereignty over your currency. Now, the billions, whatever, billion people that are in India, you know, are they going to be willing to give that up to a collective where Russia and China are? I, I don't know. I, all of this is obviously designed to present a challenge to the dollar and to the U.S. And for right now, it... 
I don't know. It seems like there's there's a lot of rumors that have been going around for a long time. There's a lot of people throughout the African continent, a lot of leaders who've made a point of, I don't know, issuing statements on the Ukraine war to get on Russia's good side. So they're attempting something there that would be akin to kind of a Warsaw Pact or kind of Cold War 2.0. But it's not really Russia that's going to be in a leading position. I mean, we just... We all lived through a weekend with a Russian mutiny, uh, mutiny right? <laughs> Everyone saw that unfold on Twitter. Uh, they don't really have their eggs all in a basket here. It's, I mean, when you look, I mean, the idea that's now floating around is the idea of a quote-unquote gold-backed BRICS currency, okay? So the idea that it, there is like a hard link, a hard gold standard. I don't think that we're going to see anything like this. This is not happening at, at all. That's just That's just total... Like um, you get some likes on Twitter, uh, you can do a video about it on YouTube, but that's, it's not happening. Um, what could be happening is that the BRICS introduce gold in, uh, in some other way. So I think I talked on Robert's podcast, I did talk about the fact that the ECB was actually the first central bank to um, introduce basically a flexible pricing scheme for gold. So uh, a rising gold price for the ECB balance sheet is actually a good thing um, because they mark to market their gold and, and they have a lot of gold. So it was always the idea to connect um, to the rest of the world over gold. So maybe, just maybe, and this is speculation, but maybe the BRICS countries are going to try something that includes gold in order to draw Europe closer to them, in order to draw Europe back into the fold um, which would be advantageous for, for China and long-term also Russia. Europe always has the problem, whatever the Russians are doing, Europe always has the problem that it, Russia is not going to go away. It's always going to be, I mean, Moscow is Europe's biggest city. You know, we don't talk about this a lot, but Moscow is the biggest city on the continent of Europe. It's bigger than London, right? Um, so, so we have to... We have this is a possibility that, that they use gold um, and and as, a, as 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 some sort of weapon against the U.S. Not because the U.S. doesn't have much gold, but the U.S. is not in the in a position to to structurally use the gold. Um, they still uh, it's still valued at, at forty two dollars um, within the, the the balance sheet of the of the Federal Reserve, which was the last official gold price before uh, you know the the, the 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 era of fiat money began. Um, so that's possible, but honestly, I don't even think that that's going to happen because anything that they do, um, that's like, that could be interpreted as an offensive move will be met with an offensive countermeasure or a defensive or whatever you want to call it. And I don't think it's necessary. I don't think it's in the, in the interest of China. And in the end it is, we're talking about China when we talk about the BRICS. It's 70, 75% of the, 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 the whole thing is China. Um, in, the, in the interest of China to do that. So um, I, think, I think BRICS will expand. And I think, and then we've seen that, you know, Macron, and we've talked about Macron here before. Macron is actually moving towards the BRICS. And he, to he talked about, you know, joining them at least like a, as a as a uh, uh, as a visitor on the on the little um, thing in August. So Macron is basically like the the point person in Europe to go to um, to because Europe wants to to to, to be their own boss. Um, they don't want to be aligned totally with the U.S. And uh, yes, I mean using gold as a bridge would work there. Um, 
but again the whole story of them launching their own currency and then just printing one that has mao and putin and whatever indian guy you want to put on there um that's ridiculous it is absolutely ridiculous um i mean china and india hate each other <laughs> they would i mean they, they could go to war any second uh that's even worse than than, than france and germany so there's not going to be a big currency. Well, if if there was a Indian person, I guess it would be a Gandhi on a on a brick buck, uh, as it were. But you look and, at- and, 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 and I just want to say the idea, and I wrote about this in the last uh, Incrementum Gold Report as well, where I covered the whole de-dollarization for more than ten years now. Um, the idea of a currency union between Brazil and Argentina <laughs> is laugh. Is it? It's not even laughable. It's 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 a joke, uh, but not a very good one. I mean. Who's gonna want that currency, and how is that gonna work? You know, uh, it's it's yeah. It's, I mean, it sounds as if football union that would be great. Yeah, it sounds as if it's more of an overarching political goal than an actual economic one, which is uh, you know very reminiscent of the early criticisms of some of the growth of the European Union, at least from the British. Was you know it was supposed to be a common union for economics. It's supposed to be perhaps a monetary union, but now it's become this political project that far expands beyond a common currency, common borders. Now it's about a foreign policy. It's about trying to get a migration policy altogether. And, you know, you can't really have that between BRICS countries. And even so, that doesn't sound like uh, any kind of place I'd like to plan my vacation. Uh, so that, you know, I think the liberal part still is, is very important. It depends upon investors. And then also the largest gorilla in the room is the fate of Bitcoin adoption. I think the people who, uh, Nico, you're talking about on Twitter, who've given out the breaking on the bricks and the gold, likely did the same when every time Russia would uh, give a wink and a nod about Bitcoin and the idea that they would be accepting Bitcoin for oil payments or something like this, you know, I, do you also see that that was pretty much fake news or what? I mean, that's well, the difference between the bricks and the gold story and the Bitcoin story is that the Bitcoin story would actually be new. Um, we've seen with gold, I mean, going back to, um, even 2010, it was the, the, the world bank president, Robert Selig, who is an American. Um, he was talking about uh, introducing gold as a quote-unquote reference point, which is basically the idea of the, what the euro does, right? The idea of, of gold in the euro system and also in what I think would be the only way to introduce gold um, from the BRICS point of view, because they have, they have the necessary tools to do that. Um, so the idea of, of gold from the euro perspective is to let it free, you know, to, to let it go to have an open gold market and and have a currency that is managed in a in a responsible manner vis-a-vis um, -vis gold and have people choose between the real money and the funny money and if the funny money is too funny you 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 see people switching over to gold the problem is that that was the theory in practice you have a Christine Lagarde who is doing all kinds of crazy stuff and, and now talks about, you know, if there is an escape, it will be closed. Well, you want there to be an escape. You, you, it, it's absolutely insane and delusional to think that you can, you know, steer a, the, a whole continent or a whole world's economic and monetary policy. It's insane. 
um, and it shouldn't be happening. And, and, and if you're smart, even if you want a central bank, I mean, if you're smart, you wouldn't be wanting a central bank. But even if you want a central bank, then you need some counterbalance. So that's why I'm very, very critical now of the ECB, because I, if, they, if, if what I see, if I see what they do about Bitcoin, I don't see that vision of the euro that was there in the beginning. Because if this vision was still um, intact, they would welcome Bitcoin as another countermeasure to their failability. Um, if they knew that they were failable, if they knew that you needed a, a, like a, a, a counterbalance, Bitcoin would be perfect. Um, and as long as they don't accept that, they and show that that as long uh, that for for as long I would say that the this old vision of the euro is pretty much dead. Does it mean it could return? I don't know. I mean, it's very hard to look into the future. Of course, some never say never. Yeah, it could return, but for now it's dead. And and sorry, what was the question? <laughs> there was no question, but I I think you regarding Bitcoin. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, yeah, you said Bitcoin about, is the gorilla in the room. You said about about you, Russia using Bitcoin. So, well, so, that was the rumor. So it was just it's more on like there was a rumor first off about uh, Russia, you you know, being able to accept Bitcoin for oil, and now we have another rumor about bricks and connected to gold. So the the thing that Russia uh, Russia using using uh, Bitcoin for oil is actually more than a rumor. Um, we just don't know if they did it yet. But the, the difference between a BRICS currency and Russia accepting Bitcoin for oil is that the second thing could be just could be done by some guy in the Kremlin deciding we're going we're going to do this now. The first thing would be a, a huge political process um, that needs a, a lot of you know preparation and a lot of time. Um, I, even before the even before the war, Putin talked about Bitcoin. He talked about cryptocurrencies, but we can imagine he was talking about Bitcoin. And he talked, and he actually said they're not there yet. They're not, you know, basically not deep enough to be to be used for for current uh, for for energy trade. Um, but you can, I, I'm pretty sure they looked into it because with Bitcoin you do already have a global market that you can tap and that you can also use to 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 actually buy um, um, other currencies, right? So if you if, if Russia needed something like a euro or a dollar, that Bitcoin could be a way to do that. Um, that would be the the the, the famous you know uh, bypassing the sanctions part of Bitcoin. Um, from the Bitcoiners perspective on Twitter or whatever who 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 celebrate these things, I don't think that there is much to celebrate per se um, of any kind of top-down nation-state adoption that includes El Salvador. Even though I think that what they are doing is very interesting and is is something that 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 should be um, should be tried. Um, basically, in the end, Bitcoin adoption will come bottom down, or is happening bottom down. But but in the end, the the main the main function of a currency in this in this um, global economy is buying energy. That's the whole story of the petrodollar. It's the whole reason why the euro exists in the first place. It's the, it's the only reason why why um, why uh, China is, 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 you know, cuddling up with, with Saudi Arabia so much, you know. Um, they want to be able to print their own currency and use their own currency and force smaller countries to use their currency um, in order to buy real things. And real things from the perspective of a, of a country is mostly raw energy. Um, so the idea of having 
um, a, a huge oil exporter accepting and for whatever reason the idea of having a huge oil exporter accepting Bitcoin for its oil is actually pretty big um, it ha I don't know it probably hasn't happened yet and, and especially because you, you would need um, other countries to actually get the Bitcoin first to pay for um, the, 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 the export um, it probably hasn't happened yet not as, at least not on any um, meaningful scale but I think I think long term this is actually inevitable um, because because when you talk about going back to, to, to gold and when you go back to Robert Selig and, and him talking about gold as a reference point well you know they had their chance um, the, the euro was introduced in 2020 uh, in 20 uh, in, in 1999 actually or 2000 um, and 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 they had their chance to introduce gold as a reference point. So now we have another form of gold and another reference point that is actually something that anybody can use, and it's better than gold um, for a digital economy. Um, and and the main problem for central banks is that they don't own any. <laughs> and 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 if they start buying it, well, you have a big buyer. Uh, but if they start announcing that they bought it, <laughs> then you have a huge a huge uh, problem because because it's going to be a, a lot. Uh, more expensive for the next guy who bought it, right? Fix the Money is brought to you by 21Bitcoin, the easy way to buy, sell, save, and send Bitcoin. 21Bitcoin is a Bitcoin-only app, not an exchange. There's no distractions. There's an individual savings plan, very low fees, first-class personal support, and a German bank account. Based in the Austrian Alps, it's available now throughout Europe. Download now using the code FIXTHEMONEY to get up to 20% off your fees over there on 21bitcoin.app. Not your keys, not your coins. You need a hardware wallet signing device. Check out the Bitbox O2. Swiss made, secure, beautiful, open source, Tor support, Bitcoin only, and an all around outstanding product. Use the code FIXTHEMONEY on shiftcrypto.ch to get 5% off. That's the Bitbox O2. Fix the money. Well, speaking of big buyers, um, it turns out that your buddy, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., uh, apparently he had to show his financial disclosures, and it seems that this man has been stacking sats heavy, uh, apparently has up to at least $250,000 worth of Bitcoin that he's purchased in, in just the last couple of months. So the question is, the, the, the question is, is he, can he be considered a real Bitcoiner if, if Bitcoin shows up in his financial disclosure? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I guess, uh, I don't know. He doesn't say exactly where he purchased it Maybe from. Maybe that's just his decoy Bitcoin. Uh, it could well be, but uh, usually with this kind of stuff, you probably don't want to lie. Uh, but hey, it's a uh, kind of a big deal, and there's there's been but a lot it, of other. Is it big possible entities. that those are campaign campaign donations? No, because that no, this is his... personal. Yeah, yeah okay. this is personal. So it's not his campaign. I, I don't remember exactly how much his campaign raised. Um, I think those numbers because uh, the first quarter uh, is basically done, or second quarter now. So we should have those fundraising numbers. Uh, but I don't know how they're going to delineate that. Uh, we saw that at the Bitcoin conference. It was both RFK Jr. and Vivek Ramaswamy. They both were accepting stuff over Lightning. I've always found that to be a very fascinating, having worked with some politicians and trying to understand how to go through these things. But, hey, it's an interesting signal. Um, whatever you might think of RFK, and perhaps he read Fix the Money, 
uh, our little special piece on RFK Jr. and how he still is a bit batshit insane, even if he does really like Bitcoin and uh, says some very smart things about Bitcoin. Well, most people who like Bitcoin are insane. This is true. It tends to be a quality that, that many of us uh, uh, have a little bit. Uh, Nico, there's a couple of events that are coming up in the summer. Obviously, we're all uh, sweating uh, in our living rooms or our offices. I know that you're headed off uh, to the countryside uh, to do some some Bitcoin stuff now. Um, there is a couple of Bitcoin things that are happening in August and September. We're definitely going to be talking about it then, but I don't know if you've got anything to promote uh, or things you're working on that listeners should know about because, uh, yeah, you're a man who's on the road for Bitcoin. It, it, I, I actually try to not work that much in summer. It doesn't look like it because I do uh, produce a, a whole lot of content. Um, so, so Prague was great. Prague is, is over now. If you want to find um, my talks and Yale talks, um, we, we're even on, 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 um, on stage together. We can, we can link that in the show notes. Boy, I was yelling during that panel, wasn't I? I, I, I just... <laughs> You don't know because you're in the the place with uh, you know the, the expo stage, so you, everyone's kind of talking and yelling, and there's a lot of buzzing. Uh, but that was a good conversation. I mean, Prague is only what three weeks ago, and and BlackRock didn't even happen yet. Nope. <laughs> uh, and and the BRICS gold currency hasn't happened yet either. Um, so, uh, I, by the way concerning BRICS, I think that they are going to expand. I think that they are going to expand. I think that they are going to be a more important player. I think that there are going to be words said regarding financial plumbing, but I don't think that they are going to go, you know, nuclear basically in, 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 in a financial sense. I just wanted to say that. So that, that's... I'm so happy that we have you to think about the macro stuff so you can actually concentrate on BRICS plumbing. Because I would not be able to do this. Uh, yeah, but that you you are you are concentrating on uh, our our own Lightning Network plumbing and all that stuff that I don't really you know get into too much because I'm I'm you know illiterate when it comes to computers. Um, yeah, but so the thing is that so we, this this week this week I'm actually going to Graz, which is in the south of Austria. We're going to have our Bitcoin Citadelle, which is the core meeting of the german speaking you know, bitcoin maximalists basically you know um who, who and we've been doing this for so i'm i'm one of the few people who have been to two there have been two and i've been to both and i'll be uh, at the, the third so i hope that i can keep this up for as long as possible to uh, to, to go to every single one um, we've been rotating it um it's a total like plap event we don't even um uh, there's not even like we don't even advertise the speakers uh, there's gonna be uh, one or two pretty famous names from outside of the the, 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 the German speaking world um, but I'm not allowed to say who they are I know but I'm not allowed to say who they oh, are really okay that's and, interesting and and we don't <laughs> there's no there's no agenda there's no speakers list um, it's basically just just Bitcoiners hanging out in the countryside uh, you know drinking talking workshopping discussing there's going to be rappers there's going to be music um it's going to be great so that's happening in august and then in in, in september it's innsbruck it's basically the bigger more commercial version of that um in in that's like prague but in a, in a, in a smaller like 10 times smaller but but german speaking 
Um, then in October, I'm going to be in Berlin for a, a big conference that um, also invites, let's say, alternative um, blockchain people. But we'll see how many of those still exist in October. Um, and uh, Amsterdam for me is still open. I talked to the guys in 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 Prague, and I'm still I'm, I'm waiting to hear from them, or maybe I should write them. I don't know. Well, very quickly. Um, so one, on the, one oh, thing about yeah. about the whole Bitcoin space is that you just you just have to go with the flow and basically just see how much stuff you can cram into one day without going insane. Um, and 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 hope you don't miss too many Telegram messages from important people because you just don't you 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 lose you know. You lose overview. Well, we got to get Nico using Noster again. So you guys keep tagging him on Noster. Uh, you mentioned alternative blockchains. And uh, before we go, I had a, a lot of interactions recently talking about Bitcoin and, and sort of policy circles in the States. And, and I talked to a few people who are the uh, Web3 crypto folk uh, who would mention, you know, all there's, there's all these use cases of these alternative blockchains and I was asking for them to kind of explain it, and I really didn't hear much apart from faster transactions. And I, I think there's a meme that I sent you, uh, Nico, that kind of relates to this, is everyone's always focused on these alternative use cases when we really have to go back to the basics of, look, we're here to fix the money. We're here to actually provide money that's uncensorable, that's decentralized, and all these other chains just don't have it. And these guys really try hard to be us, to sit with us at the lunch table, but I'm sorry, they're just not. It's just, it's just, I think it's natural. And even, you know, if you go into this and you just want to make money, there's this natural thing and we all have been there. There's this natural thing to go, yeah, but Bitcoin, you know, Bitcoin's over. What's the next big thing, right? And this is what people are, 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 um, are using you know they're using your greed um they want to be yeah but i can, can do this better that better have you haven't you heard you know bananas on the blockchain um and 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 i get lots of hate for well basically dishing out hate for 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 other coins but i've thought about this a lot and especially because i've spent a lot of time in the world of shit coins and, and it doesn't make any sense economically. So why should you, you know, spend your time there? There's so many arguments. Yeah, this, this, that. But you see that all that stuff, and it's this this whole story of them of of other chains basically being test nets for Bitcoin. It 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 it's it turns out to be true time and time again. There's no need for more than for more than one you know global money database and and. And that's also a problem, by the way, for central bank digital currencies. But that's another story. Um, but but, and you see this now. Um, you see it on Bitcoin dominance, but you also see it on on the narrative. So Bitcoin is winning everywhere. The the other coins are not. And you see, especially with mining. I mean, when when Ethereum moved to proof of stake, they basically admitted defeat. You know, because they knew that as long as they stayed on on, on proof of work, they could never surpass Bitcoin, not even at the slightest. As the whole idea, if you go to proof of stake, is basically maybe we can do it, this flipping thing and have more market capitalization. But yeah, I mean, I don't know how many, you know, old school Bitcoin maxis who have more money than God also got into Ethereum really quick, really early and are sitting on heavy bags and would dump them on Vitalik's head if he attempted to push Ethereum to the Bitcoin uh, market cap. So 
I don't even think that that's going to happen, honestly. What I'm really focused on right now, and that's a lie because it's very hard to focus on, on, on one thing, but what I try to focus on is like seeing these real-life consequences of Bitcoin, like Nigerians and, 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 and the Chinese um, using it to, 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 to trade, basically. What is all the stuff that's happening around mining, you know? Um, um, I try to refine my arguments, especially because I talk to many normies, right? I had this the other week um, with a group of, of very interested you know, normies, and I mean this in the most um, lovable way. Uh, but there's always the question with the energy, and, and then you have to answer the question with the energy. And most, one of the most important things is to make people realize that you know, energy isn't energy. Yeah, electricity isn't electricity. There is, there is so much potential for energy and electricity that's not being used or wasted, because you, there is nothing to use it for, but Bitcoin is the perfect use case for decentralized energy production, um, especially like overproduction. So if I have a, a, a village with 20 houses and I have a windmill there that can power 100 houses, well, without Bitcoin, I wouldn't have the windmill there. Um, and I would still get the coal, the power from the coal, right? So, so this is very important and I think it's very important to just stick with it. And, and I'm, I'm glad that I get the chance to basically do Bitcoin twenty four seven, and I enjoy the, mo the, the the stuff that I enjoy the most is is the like the everyday people stuff, the the you know the the your your sports coach, your fitness coach that turns out to be to to have a little bit of Bitcoin, and then you you tell him well why don't I pay you in Bitcoin? That's the stuff that I really enjoy. Um, um, the the big picture Putin Xi Jinping stuff. It is interesting. But is it really important? It's very hard to say. Not for our individual lives, not for what we do today or tomorrow. Yeah, and I think there's all kinds of opportunities, particularly with secondary markets. Um, at least in Austria, we have things like Wilhaben or there's Craigslist. You know, I, every time I list something, whether it's my barbecue smoker or my old iPhone, I always say, you know, cash or Bitcoin. Yeah. Just do one small thing at a time, get people going. I look around my apartment now and the amount of stuff I've bought just in Bitcoin, using Bitcoin. Uh, well, it makes my mouth uh, water, but also my eyes, cause, <laughs> <laughs> considering a, the price. But. Yeah, but I mean, in the end, it doesn't really matter. That's the point. I mean, we all want more Bitcoin, right? But does it matter? No, it does not matter because, um, you know, if you're using it, that's its purpose. It doesn't matter. I mean, yes, saving in Bitcoin is also using it. And yes, we all want to be rich, but do we? I don't know. The whole money thing is really, what do you do with all the money? <laughs> I can't answer that no, right I mean, now. We are, look, at, look at us sitting here, look, look, sitting here in Vienna, Austria. Um, we are already born. We were even we were, when we were born, we were basically in the richest 1% we hit, of, we hit the lottery. Of, of humanity, right? Um, without doing anything. Um, and, and I'm not even, you know, counting the fact that we are old white men. <laughs> ding, ding. Uh, but, but, but so, and then Bitcoin, you know, Bitcoin is the best money the world has ever seen. And if it, and if it, if it just proliferates like it has in the last 14 years, then you really, you don't even have to own Bitcoin. Knowing about Bitcoin already makes you richer than 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 you you could imagine um you should still get some though go to go to 21bitcoin.com you, you, well, you are you are gonna get some you are gonna get some obviously but but um 
of course you're gonna get some but then you know by getting bitcoin you think you're done <laughs> buying bitcoin no 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 that's when the when when the when the real you know roller coaster starts you know um and then you have this phase this this that we see on twitter and then that also ties back into the whole bricks thing right we have this phase where you where you suddenly realize that you know you've basically been living a lie in fear the world right and then you start you start um <laughs> you start questioning everything right and then you have and, and it, it depends on what you're really interested in but you know you go after seed oils uh, you, you know everything about nutrition, basically. It's, it's a bit weird because there's vegan Bitcoiners who know everything about nutrition. Then there's people who only eat meat who know everything about nutrition, which is a bit contradictory. Uh, okay, you know, sunning your balls seems to be important. Okay, so it's the entire rabbit hole. It's kind of like the North Korean uh, refugee finds the USB drive uh, out on his lawn, and it contains the entire encyclopedia of Wikipedia, opens his entire mind to something he could not even have imagined. It's even it is bigger a, than that. It is that scene that that the scene you know what what, re, what, what Neo realizes in the mat Matrix is that, that you know the, the the scene with the with with the spoon right. I didn't understand the scene with the spoon for the longest time, but re, but I understood it now. The scene is it re, it it doesn't exist. So by not existing, it's it's within your perception of what you do with it, and and yes, realizing that the whole system that we've been brought up in doesn't actually exist um and you it's 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 your own perception of it that gives it power um yes i i get that 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 shocks many people but um but in the end really bitcoin isn't we, we say we say fix the money and we say why should we why is fixing the money so important because first you fix the money and then you fix the world, but fixing the world, that's the, the part where you have to work. Yes, we're still working on fixing the money, but the actual part is working on yourself, working in your community, working in your, in your region, working in your business, working in your family, working at yourself. That will get us into a more positive world. And, and that's the part that we only have scratched the surface, you know. But it is the reason why, you know, why Robert is, 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 is taking ice baths, right? And why many like more advanced Bitcoiners and it has nothing to do with, with the time they spend in there and it has nothing to do with how many Bitcoin they own. It only has to do with how much, how much time they invest into working on themselves in relation to Bitcoin. So that more advanced Bitcoiners will go into, into, into lots of sports, will go into you know, working on themselves mentally, I don't know, meditation, ball sunning all that stuff right as long as uh, we're in a world where we can you know actually look past this monetary inflation that we seem to have every couple of generations exactly. towards a, a better monetary future it is something to celebrate no matter the color of your of your testes so exactly uh, i like i like that nico we'll uh, wrap it up for the week we've got uh, plenty of great content be sure you guys subscribe to fixthemoney.net We've got uh, at least a, a podcast or an article that comes out every single week over there. Plenty of great insights. I know we've already got some great interviews lined up. Um, stuff that, that touches every single um, span of the Bitcoin ecosystem. So that's going to be a, a good time. And uh, I guess we're going to try and, and cool down a little bit and, and go outside a bit and touch grass, as it were, Nico. 
Absolutely. We are in the middle of the city, so we have to look for some, but we'll, we'll find some. All right. Well, uh, Nico, look forward to it and uh, talk to you again soon. Thanks for coming. Bye, y'all. Bye-bye. For more content, articles, and podcasts like this, go to fixthemoney.net. How long was your shitcoin phase? What was your favorite shitcoin?